1: How about now? Oh, sounds great. Perfect. Awesome. Now, so it's funny that you said that. Like yesterday, I had this like epiphany. Like I think my product at the end of the day is nostalgia. Now.
0: Like, yeah, I saw your setup, and it was insane. <laughs> thank you, thank you.
1: Because uh, I think back, I'm like, 95
0: Warriors was
1: literally created when I I was trying to think of like, why did I actually like start? Like I've always wanted to create a toy as a kid. But, like, what was the actual moment that I said, like, this is the time to do it now. And I I thought about it this morning, like, as I was, like, contemplating, like, I remember going to a restaurant, like diner in L.A., and it was always busy. It was always packed. It was, like, the best place to get, like, pancakes and, like, classic diner food. Um, But since you had to wait, it was an awesome situation. Like, right next door was this amazing toy shop. And at the time I never collected toys, never thought of collecting toys. I I had my childhood, I had that bond with them in the back of the day. But when I walked into that store, like I was just immediately stricken with overload of memories and oh my God, how do I forget this? Oh my god, how do I forget this? This is amazing. And you know, like many other collectors, like that's what triggered everything and started collecting all these relics of my childhood. And I really was like, I want to create a toy again. Like, I, I know as a kid I wanted to create one, but now I really want to make one. Like, I want to ha- give someone else that feeling that I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to keep hearing, like, oh, my God, this reminds me of my childhood. Oh, this is such a throwback. It feels like
0: I'm doing something right. Yeah. So welcome to Toys on Tap. Like, that's such a good <laughs> opener. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself <laughs> for the listeners? Absolutely. I'm Brandon Brazo. I'm the creator of Nine to Five Warriors. Ah. Uh love it so <laughs> before we dive because you usually the toy makers on here they're like spread out because they're making different things so they're bootleg artists but you spent your toy career making and branding nine to five warriors yeah so it's sure. <laughs> like it's it's amazing to see that it's carried on and so before we get to that point what like growing up talk about your relationship to toys, what it looks like, because it looks like you did a lot of Saturday morning cartoons. Now, 100%.
1: Like, <laughs> I think my childhood, like many others, like, you really start to think, like, this is such a magical time period. And I'm not saying, like, I know a lot of people will always say that about their childhood, but I, I do feel kind of, s- not sad, but like, like, I feel like the kids growing up don't necessarily have any of these opportunities to really dive into, like, Imagination world, you know, like as we have. Yeah. And, you know, like there's my nephew's like in the the living room now, and he's like always glued to his phone. And I'm always asking him, like, what are you into? Like, what are you excited about? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And he doesn't have like a show. He doesn't have a thing. He'll jump from like ideas and stuff and whatever his father might be into. But for me growing up, like our attention spans were pretty much. You know a lot of things, like there's there's this T V time. I'm gonna watch cartoons and then if I wanna play a video game, that's video game time. And then this is family time. There's like time to think and time to breathe and like just have fun. And like in that time that we now spend like on our phone, that was yeah. spent like playing with toys and coming up with stories and expanding on the universe that we were shown. So for me like I just remember watching like my favorite shows, whether it's TNT or like um GI Joe, whatever, like, and just (laughs) anything that had to do with karate, I was a ninja for the rest of the day. (laughs) If it was Power Rangers, I was a Power Ranger for the rest of the day. If it was Barney, then I'm like living in Barney's world and like living that life, you know? Like I just remember being sucked into those worlds, and that was what was magical.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't know how old you are. I'm only 31. Mm -hmm. And so it's like. Uh, I don't know. Even the phones and pagers that did exist back then sucked. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: 36. So it, our generation's cool that we have that like progression, and it's just starting to speed, speed, spiking up. And like we've literally saw everything. Like I remember like rotary phones. Like even though they were kind of phased out, my family still had one in their yep. kitchen. I remember that. And then to finally getting my own digital like dial-up cordless phone, Vtech. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually like having access to the internet and then access to faster internet. Like I just remember all those things were kind of like really typical moments growing up for us, you know?
0: Yeah, so here's a, we're going to do a, like a brief sidetrack. Can you jog people's memory or freak people out? Did you have a cord that attached to your phone that could reach all the way through your house? Like yeah. it was that long? <laughs> yeah, like, like a <laughs> kitchen cord where you like taking a call, but you kind of want privacy. So you go around, like
1: hug around the, the refrigerator or wherever else. You
0: can hide behind. I brought yeah. one in. I work with uh, students now, and I brought one in, and they <laughs> could not understand why you needed forty feet of cord. How do you text that thing? <laughs> yeah, it was like you yeah. need forty feet because like, you got to get away from your siblings. Yeah. You so, by the time it someone's cooking, you have to like you have to divert yourself. Yeah, because that was the only phone. It was in the kitchen for some un, un-, un- Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you and you even said something like that like dial up you mentioned that which just speaks to like like not only our age but also like a simpler time like it took minutes to get mm-hmm. online it took all of those things
1: yeah man everything's such right now it's um it's like an attention economy attention economy. I mean like everything is just trying to suck in our attention yeah. because things happen so much faster. So like we have this ability to like, oh look over here. There's a guy oh, look over here, there's a podcast. Oh, look over here, there's Instagram. Like yeah so now everyone's just reaching for us because there's no there's no downtime. <laughs> yeah. There's a downtime when you're like, I have to call someone at six, and like you just like you actually have to set an alarm to remember there's no phone to like set you up. You can like get comfortable or there's tv shows exactly at 8 a.m you know you wake up for them you get your bowl with there you, you're set everything was scheduled kind of this on-demand lifestyle this instant gratification has really made things you know like it's awesome I'm not i'm not like i'm not a nostalgia freak yeah. by the way i just <laughs> i really i'm like a huge like human behavior like not an analyst by but by i just like to observe it. i'm an observer and i just yeah. really see like them things are awesome right now but i can also see why things work the way they did and work differently back in the day you know
0: yeah so you had toys and you had the the cool 90s like early or late 80s childhood what does it look like uh as you get a little older and maybe start getting rid of toys and start like growing up, what does that phase look like? What does growing up look like?
1: (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm still in that phase of, like, I work hard to achieve my dreams, you know, like, so I'm still in that. It hits me every once in a while that I'm, like, oh, I'm 36. Like, most people have, you know, kids settled down by now, and I'm still, like, hustling. Not just 9 to 5 Warriors, by the way. It was, like, my hobby. Mm -hmm. And then I'm still pursuing, like, a, like, larger dream this franchise i'm trying to create as well and it's so moving forward it's kind of like finding more stillness if i'm if I'm honest because mm-hmm. of what i'm observing of how quickly my attention sucked away into something else or um I'm, I'm literally just trying to capture that essence of like let's take things a little slower and like really enjoy these moments because the times that we have right now are awesome like i was saying like but they're quickly taken for granted because there's something else that could easily replace it. Like if Netflix doesn't load up, I'm like, oh, pop up Hulu. Yeah. If a season of something else finished, like jump onto another season. There's no absorbing of what you consume or even taking in these moments around us. And like, that's what I've actually been focused on more, like mentally, spiritually, et cetera, like that. Like, I kind of want to just take it all in because I had that time, you know, as a kid. And that's why I
0: cherished it so much more man, now we're, we're, this podcast turned into philosophy hour. <laughs> I knew um, this was going to happen, which is funny. I'm like, if you don't, we'll talk about
1: aliens and meeting media life.
0: At the end of that I lo- no, I love it. I love it. Cause what you're describing, like I take part in all the time. Like even the remote to my TV has buttons for Netflix and Hulu and shit on it. So it's like, I'm constantly jumping. And even the conversations with my wife, it's like, Hey, we finished this show do you want to watch another show? Do you want, like, I have this yeah. show ready. And I never, we're never doing that. And so like the worst part is even when the TV's on, I'm consuming content on my phone and yeah. doing toy stuff.
1: Yeah. It's kind I, of crazy. When you like take a step back, like I kind of want to like hearing you say that, like we don't actually, the water cooler talk doesn't happen as often anymore Yeah, because maybe 10 people are like, on a different episode than you you know what was, what was cool about back in the day is was like everyone watched the same episode at 8 a.m or 8 p.m whatever and like if you missed it <laughs> you missed it <laughs> and you yeah at the way until like 31 months later so you made sure you watched it and then you made sure there's no spoilers Do you want to be part of the conversation like you see that episode this is this this happened oh my god it's crazy yeah um so going back to nine to five warriors like i actually want to trigger a little bit of those nostalgia feelings In the product that I'm creating, like the toys that I have, like if I can just throw in a little ounce of like, remember that? Remember this? Remember that time period? You can like subtly soak into it, you know? And like, oh my God, I remember that magic. I remember opening up Happy Meal toy and seeing this, or I remember this because I haven't released any of the packaging yet or anything of the action figures. They're still like, I'm hoping to do the Kickstarter, but I promise you it's going to be really fun. Like everything's going to be unique and clever and um like i said just build upon those memories that like i forgot that existed or I, I forgot that's how it things used to be
0: yeah i uh so before we dive into the beginning of nine to five i want to talk about your uh beyond comic-con table it's cool. so just at, if you haven't seen it and you're listening just looking at the table there's an old school mac there's like uh just All the packaging of all the toy related stuff you can imagine, like the cereal, the wax packs, all this. So, go ahead, walk us through that. Walk us through your idea of taking over e commerce.
1: (laughs) So, at the moment, I didn't have anything to sell. So, I just wanted to create like a display piece. Like, this is 9 to 5 Warriors World. And so First off, I, I wanted to create a cubicle. So I literally found like a cubicle. So <laughs> 50 bucks. So good. It is awesome. Yeah. It is so dated. And it was like perfect. It was meant to be. And I had a Macintosh a long time ago, but long story short, I bought another Macintosh that was broken. I gutted it out and like replaced it with an iPad so I could actually play video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loaded it up with the, the animated intro, the commercials on loop. And that's like the attention grabber. Like everyone will, I'm noticing this too. I'll just tap this in like, People walk by the booth and and instantly like oh, I don't remember that toy and they mm-hmm. just think it's retro. <laughs> and they're just like I don't associate with that toy. Like that's not new. Yeah, uh, they see it as like I forgot. Like when did this come out? they like ask questions like that, and it's kind of funny. I'm like, ooh, I think I did like a little too good of a job to look <laughs> too retro to make it seem like a uh, a previous toy. Because I used mm-hmm. to joke like this is a the the, the hash line for Ninety Five Warriors. Be like this is a remake to the toy you never got as a kid, but deserved as an adult. (laughs) So I wanted to uh, just essentially create something that like, this could have lived back in the nineties and maybe it was, and I wanted to kind of play off that because I don't know if you ever follow like some of these old school toy sculptors, but they'll always release like an image of like uh, a failed prototype toy or something that they created and they just never saw the shelf. Mm-hmm. I kept on seeing that. I'm like, what if 9 to 5 Warriors was marketed like that? Like a lost relic. This is my way of bringing it back to life, you know? Yeah. But yeah, the, the booth was set up just like that. Like I had my wax packs, my trading cards, the cereal boxes, as you said, the comic book and the action figures. Plus I like created like these little uh, pencil towers and like pen catapult system. And uh, it just looked like a whole home booth set. So people just would walk by like, wait, wait what, what is, this? is this? You did this? this is all you.
0: I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously with the help of artists and stuff, but it's my baby. It's insane. It reminded me. What's crazy is I, it, I did, there's one part where this little girl like walks by and it's just glued to. Yeah. That's which part, is, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like that would be me. I, Yeah. cause it's the colors, it's the, the retro feel and it looks like a show that I had watched And then looking at the different designs of like the pencil tower and stuff, I was drawn in because I remember small soldiers growing up. I remember that. So I was like, oh, I'm in anything that takes a toy and puts it in my world. Oh, I'm in. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So um, you create, well, this is, it's a long process, right? So you go to that toy store and you want to create that feeling for people. Mm-hmm. um how did you get to nine to five warriors what was that first click into that
1: all right so i remember the exact moment like a am back creation so i was thinking like at that point like i'm on this high of nostalgia like oh my god i remember this i remember that i'm like oh my dart my, dark, my dark. like all these random toys that are not as popular as you know like a larger series i'm talking about like Minute shit that you might not have heard, like bots masters or even Exo Squad, which is now becoming more popular. But like those were like things I kind of actually forgot about. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. So when I was on that high, I'm like, it was bringing back that childhood dream of wanting to make a toy. And I'm like, well, okay, how will I go about doing this? Like, I don't want. I don't even know how to make a toy. I don't know how to do any of that. But I know what I loved about the toys was the stories and the backstories like yeah the cartoon intros especially the catchy jingle like all that stuff was like what i loved you know that's what i remember the most i don't remember a distinct episode of ninja turtles or you know like like chip chippendales but you, i can verbatim <laughs> I haven't heard it in 30 years but i can verbatim like say the entire you know opening uh, song so i was like what if i create you know like the assets like the surrounding backstory before the toy. And my background is in video production and like, I know video very well. And I'm a designer too, so I know like I can essentially print certain things. So like, let me start there.
0: We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of root-like treasures. D-O-V-2, we have engine failure. We almost crash land on DKE toy planet. Oh my, we're doomed. <laughs> Wait, salvation. Boy. Hooray! We're saved to deal P2. Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE Toys. Oh. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Boy. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE.
1: And focus on building the story mm-hmm. and get people like excited about the story and tell like see let them ask me to make a toy eventually, you know? So literally, I just started jotting ideas, and um, the first thing that came to mind was, I, as a kid, I used to create my own action figures from, like, uh, school supplies. Like, Major Eraser is very yeah. much an actual figure I used to make. I would just stick, a, like, a thumbtack in his eye covering his, his patch, like, one-eyed, and then wrap a, an eraser around, I mean, a rubber band around him, like, he's Rambo, and, like, stick, paper clips as his arms and legs and that would be my 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 initial character so i said damn okay maybe nine to five, like at the time i didn't have the name for it like maybe this idea can be you know uh and a kit for like making your own action figures and i'll come up with cool things instructions so you can make your own action figures as a supplies and i'll do the storyline so it all ties in again don't know what actually catapulted it but at some point i really started taking it seriously and i started off like on an iphone note and just started jotting 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 more ideas started coming up with the factions Okay, these are the good guys these are the bad guys break room bandits versus the water cooler commandos the water cooler commandos are the good guys they want to maintain office peace the break room bandits are like disgruntled discarded food so they want to take revenge on the humans who threw them away and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. It's classic 90s. <laughs> you, got your, you got your evil guys and you got your good guys. And uh, again, coming from a film background, like when you have an idea, you start looking for people that can help execute it. So I went to like, crisis, like I just want to see what the initial drawings can look like. And I found like a random character designer and created like this whole pdf of like my shitty drawings my hand drawing mm-hmm. the photoshops of like what i kind of like i love shutter's look of this but i want you know slimer's uh expression of this guy on here like i, I pulled from things i liked, and this is this character and i just uh, i'll send you the, the pdf one day so you can roughly see
0: yeah <laughs> but it's
1: cool to, it's cool to actually see when I, I see it and you see the translation into the, the character that was eventually created and once I saw that, like, oh, shit, this is awesome. Like, I just created something in my head, and now I'm seeing it, you know? Where else can I go? Yeah. So I started looking for animations and how to do that. And long story short, like, man, I, it just it went on, and it catapulted into the, the intro that you see now. I had a buddy who put together the song and, like, the lyrics, and I was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember, like, tearing up when it all came together, like, this is awesome like i literally was just like what what felt like christmas day you know yeah so that was just i don't know i'm still like in awe of i i'm really making this for myself at the end of the day and it feels great to like sink back into that time period myself you know so i'm really excited every time
0: someone else feels it i'm like yeah that's, that's awesome like i'm i'm doing something <laughs> and so you when you scroll back on your instagram it's like 2013 you yeah, start yeah. posting about it the initial like what i'm assuming is the artist sketches that you yeah, got back sketches. and then but it's what's crazy is you start so like you go so hard right when you start right so you yeah. have <laughs> the you have both the good guys and the bad guys and then you also have vehicles yeah, yeah. And so you're (laughs) building out this world. So when you're coming up with these ideas for the characters, what is like, do you have the vision of toys later on? Do you have the vision? How are you trying to build these things out?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think the vision of the toys first, like this is something I would want to to play with like a. The conference chopper is one of them. Which is like yeah. literally like a, like one of the the handsets from those telephones that is like converted into a helicopter. <laughs> like that would so look like, like an awesome playset if it's if it's able to be produced one day. The shell crusher is definitely an ode to like Food Fighters. I don't lie about that. Like I love the shell uh, the the Food cr- uh, Fighters egg carton, mm-hmm. and Food Fighters was one of those things that like it's funny that that line came out when I was like I didn't know about it. I was younger like i think he came out in the 80s you know 88 i believe and so i didn't actually grow up with that but like the initial the launch but one of the coolest kids in in my high school in, in my sorry, uh, elementary school like i'd go to his house and his older brother had food fighters mm. and i would play the shit out of those like i love them i was like oh my god and i think it was because of the time i was making these you know supply action figures on my own so food action figures it just like what? it blew my mind someone actually yeah. did this and at the time i didn't know what the hell they were even called like because there's no branding there's no c- commercials there was no mm-hmm. cartoon at the time like it, it had already fizzled out so when i'm creating nine to five warriors like the i had so much fun playing with food fighters i was mad that there was no cartoon i was actually sad to hear like what there's no cartoon like at the time, every toy that you had had a cartoon. Like you'll yeah. make a toy without a cartoon, and vice versa. You know, so when I found out all that didn't exist, and it was even harder to to, to collect. It kind of made me want them more and fall in love with the things that I eventually ended up with a set of my own. I, whether it was given to me or what, like someone found a way to get me my own. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so creating I Five Warriors, I was like, I want to be able to give food fighters the the animated show that they deserve, man, you know, like, yeah. Hopefully one day I can figure out the rights and not get sued. But like, I'd love to like, obviously license that one day and like really bring all the characters that were actually started this whole journey to life again.
0: That'd be badass. Yeah. That would be so incredible. Cause that's, you're taking like, then you're actually placing nostalgia in your world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The things that we remember, and I maybe that's why that line, like, because I don't remember that line. I saw some of the toys that you posted from them, mm. but I don't remember that line. So maybe it's because they didn't have a show. Like that's just yeah, how they yeah, do. it is.
1: There's just short lived. Back then, that was one thing like I'll give toy companies credit for. It. Like they just experimented. They just yeah. threw shit on the wall to see if it's stuck. Like they were having fun. There's so much creativity. There's if you look at so many lines that like fizzled out like they're just risked and that's what was awesome about it and we all seen toys that made us like that so really quick going back to the instagram started at 2013 at some point i fizzled out myself like it was i created the intro i got all this stuff created and the wax packs all that stuff eventually created and i kind of lost steam like I didn't know how to make the toys like i got so excited like i don't know how to make the toys yeah i started reaching out to people and I got i got i got um like it, it broke me down like seeing not, people not respond sometimes even though mm-hmm. again shitload of like this is the most amazing like the people i reached out to for help they either didn't respond or like oh they kept their secret sources tight to their chest Dumb. yeah which i just i really i'll talk about that another day but it's interesting how tight knit that, that community is about their, like how to make a toy. Like it should be kind of spread. Like it's not, like if these factories are so like uh, restrained like clearly more businesses, they would create more opportunities to create these toys down the line. But nonetheless, so at that point I, I fizzled out and I stopped creating five Warriors. I just saw that to make more content is expensive. I'm not an animator. I don't mm-hmm. know how to draw. So I'd have to keep hiring people to make the toys is expensive and maybe what i had was enough but mentally i wasn't in the right space to believe in myself just just enough even though people were like this is amazing this is amazing i'm like yeah but it's not toys yet it's not this i kept on seeing what it wasn't even though what it was at that current state was still fucking awesome and people liked it so i could have taken it further so yeah I, i stopped and um see this is what happens i i go on i lost no no, that's fine this is
0: perfect for the podcast
1: (laughs) but i I brought that back for a reason like i forgot
0: um you lost steam
1: yeah but essentially what we're talking about prior like oh the
0: the toys that made us
1: oh yeah so there you go thank you see this is what i need cut to the toys that made us i'm out here watching that netflix and i'm like holy shit they're talking about that magic that i knew existed like They're talking about the creativity that these toy companies just did on the wind. They're talking about the magic of just creating what they wanted to create, which is why I started 95 Warriors to begin with. And that, like, reinvigorated, like, because during that whole hiatus, it was always in the back of my mind, like, 95 Warriors, do it. Do it, man. Just do it. (laughs) Launch it again. (laughs) And so when I saw these episodes, and just, it was just like, I have to try again. And at the time, like, I just, we reached out to, like, Instagram, like, it's cool to just discover artists. And I freaking discovered Scott Hensley, like, who is the original, like, toy sculptor of some of the uh Ninja Turtle characters. Mostly he did the bad lines, so Shredder, like, Bebop, Rocksteady. Yeah. He also did street charts, He did, like, Happy Meal toys that, all these toys that, funny enough, like, I was enamored with. Mm-hmm. So this guy, like, created half of that. So when we contacted and he seemed interested and aligned with the budget at the time. I was like, this is meant to be. So let me just see what happens. And and I really just wanted to do it for myself. Like, I just wanted to create the toy. Like, I started out in 2012. Let me finish this. Let me see this through. Let me at least get a prototype made. And dude, like, when I got that prototype, (laughs) I sent Scott, like, my reaction video. And Scott's Mm -hmm. super old school. First off, like, (laughs) creating a figure with him. It was hilarious. Like he he does everything handmade. Yeah. And he would send me updates on like some <laughs> retro like three megapixel digital camera. <laughs> like <laughs> and it was so hard to tell the details and colors. Like, what what is that? Yeah. Is it major pink or what is that detail? So honestly, his pictures did not do him justice. And when I opened that box, I I lost it. Like I was like, this is awesome. Like to hold it in my hands to like really the whole all of the energy was just completely sucked into that figure and i really felt it and like literally to this day like i, I passed it on to this my buddy yesterday from plunderlings you gotta do a podcast with him by the way mm-hmm. an amazing uh indie toy creator as well he held it after seeing it all this months he finally held the prototype he's like oh shit i see it now like like he had design like toy functioning like tweaks articulation things that i knew were need to be fixed before production but when he saw it, he's like, "I see it now. Like this is handmade. There's so much detail. Like this is crazy. It has a different feel than digital. Yeah, it has a different digi- different feel than like what we're constantly seeing in stores. So now I'm like, I'm like full Steve ahead of this thing. Like I really want to see it through. I want to like get the toys fully produced and to see where it goes from there.
0: So you bring up a good point about like keeping the steam. I I don't know if you know who Barbarian Rage is no I don't know. yeah so he I've had him on and he had talked about keeping like the steam and keeping the like the umph so from 2013 until you like started to fizzle out and then after when you got that prototype until now what are the things that are keeping you going
1: um right now I'm in a better mindset space like what I said prior like this is I'm taking things slower and yeah. soaking in these moments where in the past I was like, what's next, what's next, what's next. And because of, I didn't know what was next to create the toy. I didn't know the actual steps. And for me, the like, uh, I don't know who to contact. I don't know who to hire. Where can I through my money. Like I didn't know where to go. So I didn't want to create more of what I already had. And my ego side wanted to create what I didn't have. So mm-hmm. therefore that was what fizzled myself out in this current state, I'm like, man, this is awesome. And it's awesome what it is. like, I don't care if I sell a single thing, like I created this, I have fun (laughs) with my own product. Like the wax packs, by the way, like they're super limited. And I'm like, I have like a whole storage full of them because they're so hard to actually produce. Like, I'm like, do I sell them or do I just keep them for myself? (laughs) As a collector, you're like, I just want them all. Like they're that cool. They feel authentic. They feel like legit. And the logistics of like, damn, who only a, like I could obviously sell. So I'm like, but I want to create more mm-hmm. <laughs> so that they so I can keep spreading this. But yeah, this mindset that I have now is just like, I want to be able to stay in this current state and just be present with what's currently happening, absorb like the positive reactions, like people like you reaching out to me, they want to like do podcasts or interview me or just even ask for advice. Like, that's awesome. I want to hold on to those moments. So that helps keep the steam moving forward, you know? Not getting distracted again by, like, what I don't have and not getting distracted by like people that don't reply. Like, I understand, like, some people want to keep uh, sources or information or or advice to themselves, which is fine, but there's been amazing people that offer surprise, I mean, uh, advice, you know, and keeping that momentum now is it's really just about myself like there's no there's nothing there's no one competing with me there's never a competition there's no, nothing it's just like keep at its course if i make these figures five years from now okay it took five years like if someone hears this and offers solutions or wants to uh, not just this this here's and sees what i'm doing like fucking yeah let's let's go i'm ready to fly like yeah. i've already done so much in the backstory the characters are ready. like i have scripts i have ideas for days and i have like Everything in this world is created already. And, and that's what's fun. Again, if I keep creating and like I'm just like taking in what I'm even creating and looking back at what I created, then that's gonna fuel my fire. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And it's it's incredible to see. Uh, because you like you did go like crazy when you created, right? You created the cereal box, the wax packs, which it's yeah, yeah. tough to get all that <laughs> stuff done. And Having getting all that stuff done by itself is harder than than normal, anyways. And you decided to get all of it done at once, which is so crazy. The so one pleasant thing about my personality
1: which is just crazy. Like once I'm focused, like I make shit happen. Like I yeah. just like all I ride that creative juice like no other. I'm like a hard worker, and I'm like attention to detail is like sickening at times. Or as a perfectionist, so yeah, I just. I have fun with the, the still, though, but it is something that I have to be conscious of because of that fire within me that like goes really fast. I can burn out quickly. So I, like I said, I have to keep going within again. Like just no, no remember why you started this. Remember that magic, remember those feelings, soak it in. Like if you keep going fast, you're defeating the whole purpose of this nostalgia trip that you're on. And so like now that I really am like, focused on like maybe my product is nostalgia and like 95 warriors is a vehicle that it can help deliver like i'm gonna focus on like okay what what can i do that is within my you know reach and help move this to the next level because the toys will get made and i'm still like i'm very novice to this industry and i've mm-hmm. got thankfully right people helping me but you still just as, as i'm sure you're aware of like marketing is number one like the hurdle like if people don't know no. about this podcast or anything that you're creating like you start questioning if it's good enough because you don't see the views go up you don't see the likes coming in it's all these things that don't necessarily really matter in the end scheme of it but they do matter and making you think that you're doing something on the right track you know
0: <laughs> yeah so for nine to five warriors right now we are it's tough because you have posted like done toys, right? So you have two or three done ones and you got full teams ahead and like vehicles and everything. Um, In the process of where you are now, what is to come for 9to5Warriors? Where are you hoping to be at in like, let's say this year of 2022?
1: Awesome, man. Yeah, this year by twenty twenty two, like and this month by twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Yes, sure. Um, I would hope to have the figures that are currently um, major racer and Colonel Custer the two top leaders. So, major racer is the leader of the Water Cooler Commandos, and Colonel Custer is the leader of the Breakthrough Bandits. I'd hope that they're fully outputted through the. They've they gone through the production runs. They've gone through the, you know any errors that might have occurred or the delays of Corona, et cetera. And I hope to have them actually in my hand and like packaging. Mm-hmm. And by that time too, I hope that the other figures, like it, I have ten total, so it's five per faction. I would hope that
0: we interrupt this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this. Two and Aliens have landed. Earthling. I want lowbrow art and bootleg toys. Well, you come to the right place. Earth to Kentucky is a shop for folks who love vintage sci fi lowbrow and art bootleg toys. Toys, They're located over there at 836 Main Street, in Covington, Kentucky. They carry original art, vintage action figures, designer bootleg toys and toys, and t and shirts designed exclusively for their store by some of their favorite artists. Thank you, Earthling. I enjoy Earth to Kentucky. I have all my favorite bootleg art toys. toys. Hey, look at that over there. It's a spaceship. I need to go now. Someone's filming me in my spaceship. Shop now. www.earhtokentucky.com. That's earth2kentucky.com. Or just land your spaceship when they're open.
1: That Discard 6 Kickstarter that I'm about to do next, I hope that I can unlock the other characters. And I want to have, it'd be awesome to obviously do all 10. But at least if I have another, like, set like it'd be cool to like just have as many figures as i can make you know in and out there in the world and that's really what i want to focus on now like of course i'll keep producing tangible products like trading cards still or I'll, I'll keep looking into maybe i like paper goods i'm a weirdo like I'm yeah like, no that's why i have like paper tanks and paper gliders and random stuff like that the cereal boxes like i like tangible goods yeah like you can actually have in your hand so i want to keep focusing on maybe i can create more stuff like that in the interim because even if everything goes well today like these toys take like a year to make like there is it's a lot it's a long process of like finessing and the communications between here and china unfortunately there's no american or you have to like dig deep for an American actual manufacturer. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's just because of the plastic saw. or toxicity or I have no idea. But China is like the only place and Asia is like the only place to actually get these guys made uh and produced, you know, mass massively. So yeah, I mean by this time next year, like I just hope I have the figures and hopefully more to come.
0: Yeah, and and what is like I think one of the messages as we've been messaging about like getting you on the podcast and stuff, one of the messages I sent was like do you have merch? Cause like I immediately, there was something about the product that was like, I think I want a lunch pail. I think I want a shirt. I think I want, yeah. And so uh, I'm stoked for when that is. And I I hope that you come back and we'll like, I can post about it on the podcast and we can talk about getting a thing on there.
1: Oh, that's what's cool. Yeah. Right now we're in a, a day and age where like anything anything can be created, which is so cool. So that's the benefit of the time we're living in now. It's instant gratification. It's like, I want to, it just takes time and focus. Like, uh, I want to get, like, the T-shirts made. And what's cool, there's Teespring, and there's other outlets. Yeah. that Like, I don't have to actually carry the inventory. I just upload the artwork and make sure it's, like, done properly. I can do things like that along the way and just keep spreading the word of 9 to 5 warriors and the brand. Because the toys, like, they're... They, I don't want to say they're the end goal, but like I said, there's a long ways of a journey of the, the product itself. So in the interim, like, I really want to fill up as much as possible and just keep churning out content, keep churning out products, and, like, get people to love the, the story. Because I didn't talk about the story at all, but that's what's... It's going to be cool. Like, it's... it's like, they're going to be fun characters. It's going to be something to, like, really get into. You know?
0: Yeah, which... I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked for the journey. I'm in I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. This is going to be so good. So the, the last part of uh, the Toy Artist podcast parts are um, just about you as the, the creator, the artist, and plugging things that are coming. If you are in other podcasts that you want to plug, anything. So this last bit is just about what you got going on, where we can find you.
1: Awesome. So if you're interested, please just follow 9to5warriors uh, on Instagram for now um there will be a kickstarter launching hopefully in march so keep your eyes on on that and like just please spread the word of it like marketing is number one and the more pledges i can get towards this Kickstarter, the more figures that are possible so i appreciate all your support people like you reaching out to me is
0: awesome so thank you guys this is it's amazing thank you so much for being on toys on tap uh yeah when it does launch you've already got my vote like this is it's so <laughs> rad um what was funny is i i rolled up like i was laying in bed and my wife was there and i i showed her like some of the stuff and she was like is this because i've had people like uh joe galliani on the creator of street sharks and Mm so uh i rolled it and she was like oh is this like one of those creators from the 90s and i was like no but i'm glad you said that (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome